The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Today we are looking at um, what is called Sozo. Um, Everyone says Sozo. Sozo. You know, if there's, I, I did say when I was introducing the, the series that if there were, if there was um, one of those teachings or one of those concepts or one of those um, foundations in scriptures that every Christian should have locked down is, is, is Sozo. If there's something that we all must have ingrained in our blood streams, if you will, is this concept. So I want to encourage you. I know, I mean, we're right. I want to encourage you to take notes. I want to encourage you to keep this word and listen to it over until it becomes flesh. Because it's going to make the difference in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. It is actually going to make the difference. You know, particularly the times we are in, outbreaks of strange things. But God will show himself strong on our behalf in the mighty name of Jesus. The, 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 when God's people from scriptures, God's people have had a need for God to always intervene. God's people are, have, have always had a need for God to always show up and intervene. And in the New Testament is not different. Those of us in the New Testament, actually we are saved because on the big scale, God came and intervened. God came and saved us. God came and rescued us. Praise the name of the Lord. In Isaiah 35, the scripture that we've been, I mean, contemplating, um, we've been brooding on since the beginning of the year. Isaiah 35, verse, from verse 3, it says, With this news, strengthen those who have tired hands. Encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Everybody say, be strong. Be strong and do not fear. Why? For your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to what? To save you. I don't know what stands before you today. I don't know what is confronting you today. I don't know what is that mammoth thing that is, is um, making you tremble today. I have good news for you. That God, your God, will come and destroy your enemies 
and he will come and save you. He will come and save you. So if you, if you find that, like we, we did say, that you are in a lowly place, it means that you are a candidate for lifting. If you find that you are in a challenging place, it means you are in a, you're a candidate for deliverance. And your God will come. He will come and say, He will come and save you. Say to the weary one, Your God will surely come. Come and save you. He will come and save you. Lift up your eyes to you. will arise again. He will come and save. So as you lift up your eyes to him, he will arise again and he will come and save you. In Acts chapter 3, there's a story there that we, we looked at in um, last week's Sunday at the God We Do It Again service. Praise the name of the Lord. And we thank God for the God We Do It Again service and totally grateful to, to heaven. And if you missed it um, and you want to be anointed, you can wait behind after service on this side of the auditorium. So in Acts chapter 3, from verse 1, it says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate, the one called beautiful, the beautiful gate. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. And Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some shishi. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. But before you get disappointed, I have something. Praise the name of the Lord. I will give you what I have. <sighs> In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Praise the name of the Lord. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. 
God will take you by your right hand and help you up. Many of us, we've heard the word, but we are still sitting down. God will stretch forth his hands and help you up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, he began to leap. Then leaping, he began to praise God. He went into the temple with them. And that is loaded. All the people saw him walking and heard him praise God. When they realized that he was the lame beggar that they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. As God lifts you up this season, when the people that know you look at you, they'll be absolutely outstanded. I pray that the lifting that will make jaw drops will be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. So you would think that Peter and John, at least, if not celebrated, should be thanked or for some worth, you know. But instead, they were imprisoned. They caught them, they took them to prison. It was night they couldn't try them. The following day, they came to them, trying to charge them. Stop doing this thing or stop preaching in the name of Jesus. And in Acts 4 verse 8, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we have done a good deed for a crippled man? You know, we, we explained on Sunday why some people question even when God does a miracle. Clear cut miracle. says, do you want to know how he was healed? Everybody say healed. Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed. Everybody say healed. He was healed by the power in the name of Jesus, by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That should excite you. Whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, everywhere you have been rejected, you will become the cornerstone. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is salvation. Everybody say salvation. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. I must say saved. 
There is no salvation in anyone else. It's in the Bible. I didn't write it. And God has given us no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. There is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. None other name. You can think of the different names of great men. Even great religious leaders. Even those that have formed and started world religions. God is saying, there is no name. Everybody say no name. There is no name under heaven apart from the name of Jesus that can save you. There is no name under heaven apart from the name of Jesus that can save you. In Matthew 1, Matthew 1, talking about the purpose of Christ. You know, are you with me? Stay with me. Praise the name of the Lord. When, when he talks about the, the purpose of him coming, he says, and she will have a son. And you are to name him what? Jesus. Why? Because he will what? Everybody says save. He will save his people from their sins. The purpose of Jesus coming is for salvation and to save the Bible says from sin the number one problem of man is sin the number one problem of man is not poverty the number one problem of man is not whatever else you can think of the number one problem of man is sin. And the Bible says that Jesus came to save us from our sin. Our sins. To save us, to deliver us completely from our sins. So how do you get access to this deliverance from sin? How do you get access to it? By a word called repentance. What does repentance mean? Repentance doesn't necessarily mean it can start with confession. It can start with coming together and saying, oh, I've done wrong. Repentance actually means change in direction. Everyone that changes direction and calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Praise the name of the Lord. Every single one. So repentance means I'm going, I was going this way. I said, oh, 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 no, 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 no. I shouldn't be going this way. I turn and I go to Jesus. I find salvation for my sins. I find forgiveness for my sins. You find deliverance from your sins. You find cleansing from your sins. No sin too small. No sin too great. You could say, oh, but I just told a small lie. I mean, there's nothing, you, no sin too small. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I just killed somebody. In fact, there was a time when I would give, uh, <laughs> you know, we having a GWDI service at, I can never forget it, at KFA Event Center, you know, and, you know, and 
God gave us a word of knowledge that there's someone in church right there that partook in the fetus, ate baby, fetus, fetus. They, they killed a pregnant woman and they ate the, the fetus. And we made a call. And the person came out. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I mean, I was like, wow. After service, one of our erudite, learned, educated gentlemen walked up to me and said to me, Pastor, we should hand this person over to the cops. <laughs> we should hand, how can, if it is developed, and I said, listen, if it is the cops that caught them, if the person was caught by the law, but the God of heaven says he wants to forgive the person. Then you want to stand in judgment over the person. There is no sin too great that when you make that turn, you may be here, I don't know who I'm speaking with. When you make that turn, he has come to save you. He has come to save you from that sin. Praise the name of the Lord. He has come to deliver you from that, to save you from that sin. You see, I, I, if, if, you, if you notice, even though by God's grace I teach a lot, I like to teach, I preach, you know, Jesus has said us to do three, three things, to teach, to preach, to heal. Teach, preach, heal. So, but I teach a lot. And in teaching, I go sometimes into the root words of, of certain key concepts in scriptures. But I, even though I do that, I, I really don't like boring people with, with Hebrew or Greek or, you know, or, you know German. You know, I, I, I don't. I just bring out, this is what it means. And just go from there. But there are certain concepts in scriptures that I, it is actually important that we look at the root words like the, the word church. The word church Kretche in, in or Kretche or whatever, those that speak German, will, you will, we have to see that it is ecclesia, that is the original, that, that helps us understand the concept of church and, and, and the assembly of God's people. And Jesus says, I will build my church, ecclesia, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. One of such concepts that I need to explain from the root word, not to bore you or to impress you that, oh, uh, our pastor, they speak Greek. Oh. Ah, the guy understands Hebrew. And, uh, you know, no, 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 no. We take complex things and make it simple. Some people take simple things and make it complex. We try to take complex things and make it simple. Some people take very simple things and by the time they complicate it, I'm like, uh, so simple yet so complex. So, the word sozo is actually a Greek word. It is the, it is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew in Isaiah 53. He will come and save you. I don't need to bore you with the Hebrew, you know. But the Greek equivalent is the word sozo and it means save 
You can clap if you want to. If you are writing, it's okay. I don't know if you are writing, but that's okay. It, it means save. Or rather, it's translated save in English. So, in over a hundred um, instances in, in, the, in the New Testament alone, some things in around 10, around 15 instances, in the New Testament alone, this word was used, saved, 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 in different forms, in different forms. And we're going to say different forms that was used. The same word, it is a it is, it is an all-compassing word. But you see, if you just look at it from save, you struggle, and you are not just struggle, you are limited, because you don't see the fullness of what it is to be saved, or what it is wherever the word sozo is, is used. So, the English, what I'm saying is this, the English translation for save has led to an understanding that is too narrow, too limiting it to the doctrine of atonement of sin alone. Remember, I said, the number one problem of man is what? Is sin. So, if that is all sozo means, if that is all to be saved means God has done more than enough. In fact, more than enough. If all we have on earth is salvation of soul, forgiveness of our sins, and we are heaven bound, God has done more than enough. However, why should we put a full stop where God has put a comma? Why should we put a, a, a period where God says, no, 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 it's, there's still more? Why should we focus on so little when God has said, no, there is so much more. There's so much more. Even though, again, I say again, if all Jesus came to do was to die for my sins and that is all he took care of, that is, he has done more than enough. Because our sins are plenty. And he took upon himself the sins of the world, past, present, future, completely taken care of on the cross. If that is what Jesus came to do, that, that is the only thing Jesus came to do. That is more than enough. But guess what? It is much more than that. Praise the name of the Lord. It is a whole lot more, much more than that. So what, what am I saying, Pastor? Well, Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this, that the gospel promises and delivers a wholesome and comprehensive well-being to the, to the believer. The, the gospel promises and delivers a wholesome, comprehensive well-being. So, if you look at Isaiah 35 again, it says, with this news, strengthen those that have tired hands, Encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those who, with fearful hearts, be strong. Don't be afraid. For your God is coming to destroy your enemies. Now wait. We know that as deliverance. Right? So, so God is saying something here. 
He is coming to save you. So, the word sozo is, is a full spectrum of what God did through Christ. It's a full spectrum of what happened on the cross of Calvary. The, the word sozo is a, is a it's like you have a whole banquet. But we have just been eating in one corner. This word means to save, to keep, and to preserve. If you are saved, God will keep you. And not only will he keep you, he will preserve you. Wow. So, God will keep me? Yes. So, God will preserve me? Yes. But that's not, that's not all. Sozo means to deliver. That's, that's, that's the one we like. Deliverance. But guess what? Deliverance is not different from... It's in the same package. Remember, the Syrophoenician woman said to Jesus, when Jesus said, it is not meat to give the bread of the children to the dogs. Remember that story? The Syrophoenician woman said, even the dogs, they eat the crumbs that fall from the table of the children. And Jesus said, ah, this woman, you caught me there. What was the woman saying? If there's salvation in the bread, there's salvation in the crumbs. If there's deliverance in the bread, there's deliverance in the crumbs. <laughs> if there's healing in the bread, there's healing in the crumbs. If there's forgiveness in the bread, there's forgiveness in the crumbs. Just give me the crumbs. Don't worry about the bread. Ah, I pray that this word gets implanted in your heart. You will shake off things that people have struggled with for generations. You will just shake them off. Because of the birth of the revelation. That listen, it doesn't just mean to save, to keep, to preserve, or to deliver from all kinds of peril in life. All kinds of peril. We get into all kinds of, kind of trouble. Guess what? God will still deliver us. If you check scriptures, every problem man had, man created it. Every problem you got into, you are the one that got into the problem yourself. Check, if you are honest. But God is saying, every problem you have gotten into, I will come and save you. Ah! <sighs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Adam started the problem with Eve. He says, I will come and save you. The children of Israel, they used their two legs to walk into Egypt. He says, I will come and save you. We get into all kinds of things, but God says, I will come and save you. Anyway, for time. Yesterday, I really struggled when I was preparing for this teaching. I really struggled for some reason. But I, I now went, I hit the streets <laughs> of where I live. I was praying way midnight. I was just there praying. And everything just exploded. 
Everything exploded. I'm praying that this word gets implanted in your heart in the name of Jesus. To think that all these things came together after, because one of the things by God's grace that I do, if God doesn't move, I don't write. It's a difficult thing. Because <laughs> sometimes you can't force him to move. Or rather, you have not positioned well, not necessarily him. Now, having to pour all this down in a short period of time, pay attention, people. Your life is going to change forever. It's going to change forever. Sozo means to save, to deliver. It doesn't stop there. It also means to rescue. Now, why is that? That is slightly different from delivery. God will not only deliver, he will rescue. In other words, if there's any form of kidnapping that has happened, I will come and rescue you. I'm going to send my SEAL team. I'm going to send my elite squad. And I will come and I will rescue you. It also means to set free. Because, you know, remember we, we said there's deliverance is one thing. Freedom is another thing. It means to set free. To set completely free. To release. It means to redeem. To redeem means to pay a ransom for. Okay, you are a lawful captive. Okay, you went into the problem yourself. Okay, you sold yourself to, to the day. Okay, he says, I will pay for you. Ah, he says, I will pay for you. I will buy you back. You see, because if, you, if this is planted in your heart, even when you have, you know, sometimes our parents, they take us to places, you know, they, 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 they dedicate you to altars. And we think we are helpless. God is saying to you today, I will come and pay the ransom and rescue you. You know, which he paid. And it's con- it speaks consistently even for us today. Sozo, <laughs> full spectrum, also means to restore. You know, sometimes when you have been delivered, the, the, the wounds, the battered, you are still battered, wounded. You've lost a lot of things. And many times we are okay with just being, the, ah, thank God. I'm free. God says, I'm not done. I'm going to restore you everything you have lost. <laughs> In the mighty name of Jesus. Sozo! I will restore you. Now, the difference between two Christians, one thriving, one struggling, is the revelation of the word of God that is alive in their heart. Two people can see same situation, one has developed high blood pressure. And one smiles and says, He will come and save me. <laughs> he will come 
and say, Save hey, me. Say to the weary one, Your God, your God will surely come. Your God will surely come. He will, he will come, come and save you. Two people look at the same situation. One says, strengthen your hand. Fight like a valiant man. Your God will come and save you. The other person develops eyebrow pressure. What's the difference? It means, after I've restored and everything, I will now protect and keep you safe. They will not be able to harass you again. You see, my grandmother used to sing a song that if you don't know Jesus, it's so far ahead in this life. I'm a Jesu, Yani. Oh, Yaloje. Have you heard that song before? I mean, who wants to miss out from this? There's no government in this world that can offer this. None. I will keep you safe and sound. And it also means to heal. It also means to heal. To make and to keep whole. So when it comes to healing, him, healing, we are talking about wholeness. We are talking about wholeness. It's in the package, people. It's in the package. Everybody says it's in the package. If there's rescue in the bread, there's rescue in the crumb. If there's restoration in the bread, there's restoration in the crumbs. So, the, it, 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 the, the, the question of, so why do we struggle next week? Next week. So, why come we don't see these things next week? But today, we need to embrace this first and foremost. And when we go back to that Acts chapter 4, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was what? Come on, guys. How he was healed that word healed there is sozo how he was made whole that's what sozo everyone says sozo he says let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed everyone says sozo he was healed, the same word, Sozo, he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the man you crucified and God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Wait for this. Verse 12. There is therefore no salvation in any other. The word salvation is what? Is the noun form of sozo, sotera. Sozo. 
the same word. Sozo is the is a verb. There is no sozo, salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be sozo. Sozo. Now, he talked about, I will tell you how this guy was healed. He was healed through the name of Jesus because of the salvation. And he used the same word for healing, for salvation, for being saved. He's saying, this is not just an altar call. You know the guy, it wasn't an altar call. The guy didn't come for an altar call. So, and Peter was saying the guy was saved. Peter did not say, okay, if you want to give your life to Jesus, raise your hand, crippled man. He didn't say that. But Jesus, Peter declared the man saved. So, what, for, in our own English reading mind, the man is not saved yet. But to someone that understands Sozo, the moment the guy was holy, was saved. Because, you, listen, the moment we just, by next week, like, we're going to look at it. The moment you were saved and gave your life to Jesus, you were healed, you were delivered, you were rescued, you were set free, you were restored, you, everything. It, it is a complete package. Everybody say complete package. The devil will not cheat you anymore. Yeah. Going forward in the name of Jesus. Someone, some guys said, you know, he's a renowned theologian, you know, Conrad D. I, I mean, respect him. I disagree with some of his work, but I mean, I agree with this fantastic stuff. He says, we're talking about sozo. He says, it includes inner healing, forgiveness. A rebuilding of broken relationships. Renewed fellowship. And a return to wholeness. Hallelujah. Health is a physical, environmental. I mean, when God is thinking about saving us, he's thinking about physical, environmental, psychological, social, moral, and spiritual. Why do we come to the table and take only spiritual? And people are struggling their mental health. And Jesus is saying, look, I paid for it. I paid for your mental health. I paid for you to have a sound mind. I paid for you to have peace in your mind. I paid for you to have good relationships. I paid for you to be in a healthy community. Physical, environmental, psychological, social, moral. I pray for you to live above sin. Spiritual. Healing is inseparable from building community, fellowship, koinonia. Praise the name of the Lord. So, we see that as far as God is concerned, 
it's together. I will say it's together. Isaiah 35, verse 4. We are find, I keep finding myself back in these scriptures from the beginning of the year. Say to those who are fearful hearts, be strong and don't fear. For your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. Romans 10 tells us, we quoted it earlier, clearly that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Be saved. So do whosoever. Whosoever means whosoever. Shall be saved. Shall be saved. I'll round up with this story. It's a classic story. It's, it's popular. You probably have heard it before. But every time I think about that story, you know, it, it always inspires me. It always blesses me. It always challenges me to look at myself and see how are you, how are you, you know, changing yourself. And it's a story of a man that saved all his money just because he wanted to go on a boat cruise. I mean, I mean, if you've been on a boat cruise, it's a beautiful, I mean, it's a beautiful experience, you know. I should go again. Praise God. It's a beautiful experience. And there's everything on, 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 on deck, on the board, on, on board. But when the man, the man paid, I, don't, I can't remember the amount. He paid, saved his money. But when he was going, he also bought his, himself a pack of, 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 of crackers. Not those, those dry biscuits. Crackers. So when he went on, on, on board with his crackers, he will, he will stay in his cabin, he will eat his is crackers and drink water. Then you will come out. You will stay by the railings. Look at the beautiful water. If you see all the people, you know there are movies. You won't, won't enter. You just ah, these people. If you see people, the food. There's endless food on. If you've gone been on the cruise, there's food 24 hours, drinks 24 hours. The guy you just be looking at them, and just be going, just be going. You enter his cabin. You will eat his crackers. Eat his crackers. You look at them. People are having fun. You just be going, JJ. You just enter his cabin. You eat his crackers. You know, he did that for the period of the cruise, seven days maybe. At the end, when they were disembarking, you know, the, the, the sailor or the captain, whatever, usually would stand and be greeting people as they go, and the crew would be, you know, waving and all that. And and the captain walked up to this man and says, "I, I, I saw you. You didn't participate in any of the activities." You did not eat, you did not drink, you did not watch any movie, you did not play any games, you did not. The man said, my brother, it isn't my brother. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you this story in the Nigerian way. <laughs> so the guy said, my brother, just be looking. Shama won't hear. I saved all my money just to buy the ticket. 
I brought my cabin biscuit because I couldn't afford all these things that I bought. I just came to, to look. And the captain put his hand on his head. I said, yeah. I said to him, when you bought the tickets, it came with the food. It came with the drinks. It came with all the entertainment. When you bought the tickets with your life savings, you could have eaten all you wanted. Had all the fun you wanted on your ticket. There is no one on this ship that had a better ticket than you. Everybody has the same ticket. There's no Christian that has a better blood than you. Everybody was bought with the blood of the Lamb. So how come some of us enjoy the buffets? Some of us enjoy the entertainment. Some of us, and some people are just sitting cabin. So, so. It comes with the ticket. <laughs> 